friends. Welcome to the Ones Who Dared podcast, where stories of courage are elevated. I'm your host, Vekka, and every other week you'll hear interviews from inspiring people. My hope is that you will leave encouraged. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to this bonus episode, which is really a recap of the best advice that was given by our guests from 2022. I also wanted to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to some of these incredible stories. Some of you have messaged me on different platforms, letting me know how much these stories or some of the guests have impacted your lives and encouraged you along your journey. So thank you so much for reaching out and sharing that encouragement with me. Um, Also, thank you all for subscribing, for listening, for reviewing, for sharing with your friends. And if you haven't done so, could you please subscribe or share with your friends, review the podcast, because this really helps other people discover the show. Well, we're going to start with our guest from the very first episode called How to Live a Life of Courage with none other than Bob Goff, who offers us practical and profound advice, which I think you'll love. What's the best advice someone gave you? Oh, this is great advice I'll give you. Don't take people's advice. Um, (laughs) Ask them, what is your experience? Because uh, we're getting ready for this next uh, trip. And uh, there's a guy uh, that was telling me, oh, you're going across the ocean. What you need to do is this and bring this and always have this and steer by the stars like this and all that. And I said, after he gave me this really long list, uh, I said, oh my gosh, you're a sailor? He said, no, I've never left Ohio. What? (laughs) And he's giving you all this advice. Yes, he had a ton of advice. He just had no experience. So uh, ask people that are giving you like if it was dating advice, if you're listening and to say, what, what's your experience with mm-hmm. some relationship? Like who are people that are important? You're not vetting them like Missouri, you're not like show me, but to just say, oh, tell me about that. Like if, if they're giving you financial advice to say, what, tell me how this is what, like, what are some of the things you've experienced along the way? If they go like, oh, I've gone bankrupt four times. It's been crazy. <laughs> I would just, what I would do is that happens and we have a system when you're overwhelmed with debt, but what I would do is then divide whatever they told me by the biggest number I can think of. And I can think of some pretty big numbers. So what I want to do is not listen uh, to uh, parents' advice or friends' advice or strangers' advice, but to ask them, what's your experience? And Mm. that's where some self-disclosure can save um, I don't have advice for you if somebody calls, but say, let me tell you my experience. And my experience is limited to this. That's just yeah, such a, that's another good. way of just saying, give me context for what you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been at places where there's pastors teaching on parenting and marriage, and none of those things were yet in their life. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, you know, so. Totally, um, yeah. like me talking about childbirth. Like, <laughs> And then what you do is like give one big push and like, I yeah. don't know. I could imagine I might be informed by something I read or something I saw, but if we can understand uh, that, mm-hmm. and then if you want to go all pro on this, disclose your internal biases. Like, mm. right. So I have a bias towards education. I just think it's that education really provides some opportunities. Mm-hmm. I have a bias towards women in education. If you educate a boy, you might have just somebody that could lead. Uh, but might just have a lot of conversations. You educate a young girl in one of these countries, including America, you've got a powerhouse. 
And mm, so, wow. so understand your biases and, and they're not always uh, biases that are negative. Just yeah. understand what those are and then tell them I have a bias towards action. Um, and so uh, this uh, idea of a committee meeting to talk about it, I'm peacing out. No, thanks. You don't I'm love meetings. Yeah. Not because it's, uh, I'm not above it or beneath it or beside it. I just like, I'm just not at it. <laughs> That's good. So, you just like to go out there and get the thing done rather than sitting there yeah. talking about it. And, and yeah. yeah. And so here's the idea. I'm not trying the underlying idea. I'm not trying to build consensus. I want to build a kingdom. I don't want to mm. build a kingdom that looks like Bob. I want to build this beautiful kingdom where everybody's invited inside the walls. Our next advice comes from Aleta Serana, whose episode was about persevering for the benefit of others. And in that episode, she shared about the journey and the resistance that they faced while trying to open a food bank to feed people who are in need. Okay, what's the what, the best advice someone gave you? Mm. Well, I already told you what Pastor Tim um, Delina told me about when, when we were going through the thing. But this other thing that I really like reverberates to me till this day, when I first got saved, I was 27. That was about, what, 20 years ago? Um this woman, I went to a church that was a really small church, like 50 people congregation, and I, I was newly saved. Um, this woman gave me a hug. She was a, one of the ministers there. Mm-hmm. She'll, she's like a mother to me. Um, her name is Elba. <clears throat> she gave me a hug, and she says, go after God. Oh, no, go after the blesser and not the blessing. Oh, that's good. And I was like, wait, What? You know, and I realized that that's been my grounding thing in my life, you mm-hmm. know, because going after the blessing, you could go get distracted in so many different ways. Like, you know, God has blessed us so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And if I had gotten follow that blessing, I would have been so lost. But like following God, following the blesser has been my guiding light, you know, mm-hmm. that's been my grounding force for me, for my, in my life right now, even till now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's- I think that's, that's my quote that I will always remember. All right, yeah. Christy McElwee shares her battle with cancer and fertility, and here she gives us a phrase that helped her during a difficult season. What's the best advice someone gave you? Oh, the best advice that someone ever gave me. I've gotten so much advice. People love to give advice. Um, let's see, do I go with my mom's advice? Do I go with... Hmm. Can I flip the question? What? Well, because there are <laughs> phrases like a- that people will give that, that have impacted me in my whole life. Okay. Yeah. So a phrase that, that took me from a dark place to a light place. Okay. It's from a stand-up comedian turned gospel singer, hmm. Mark Lowry. Um, who I didn't, I just realized this recently, he also had thyroid cancer. It's crazy. But he had a, his first stand-up special, and I was like, I was in middle school, um, struggling with school, struggling with um, ADHD. I had just been diagnosed with it uh, and going through all of the things that that meant for me. But he said this line when he was talking about his own ADHD, and he said, there are two kinds of people in the world hyperactive, and boring. <laughs> and that line right there, because it, it made me feel special, mm. made me feel like I had something that was actually interesting or valuable to 
people that I could be not boring. And so, I mean, please don't feel terrible if you are not hyperactive, <laughs> but it it was something that actually gave me a little bit it of encouraged you, yeah. encouragement. And that last, well, that's still, I think about it all the time. Yeah. It's funny how a very little thing that somebody can say, whether it's advice uh, or whether it's um, just a, a qualification, you know, just a little something, mm-hmm. it can stick with people for a really, really long time. Anthony Azir gives us advice that is practical from his episode that was called The Outlier, From the Streets of St. Louis to a Self-Made Millionaire. Check it out. What is the best advice someone ever gave you? The best advice someone ever gave me? I know the best advice that I... There's so many things, but I love um, just being a good steward. You know, whatever it is that you're given, you know be a good steward of that, cherish it, respect it, and do whatever it it takes to build and grow upon that. And um, I feel like, you know, a lot of the young people are just like, oh, you know, they don't know how to, I remember for myself when I first moved to Florida, I would drive around and I would see all of these people just living in abundance with mansions on the water and yachts and, you know, you know, Bentleys and Rolls Royces. And I would think to myself, how in the world is this even possible? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now being in the position to be able to do those things myself, I realized it was that I, I got here because whatever was given to me, the job got done and it got done with excellence, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where I was and what job I was doing, whether I worked in the deli at Publix whether I worked in a call center at Red Ventures, whether I was waiting tables at Carabas, you know, whatever it was, it was going to get done with us. Georgia Thompson shares fabulous advice from our Soviet History and Osterbiter episode. And she actually gives us two really great points to live by. Check it out. What's the best advice someone gave you? Oh, gosh, that's a tricky one. Um, I think a a couple of good nuggets have been shared along the way. So one was taken from a slightly cheesy chick flick, I think, but it's one that my sisters and I are always repeating to each other whenever we're in a quandary. Uh, I think it's an American baseball player, actually, who coined it. He said, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. It sounds corny, but it just there are so many times that you feel like you should maybe you're not capable of doing something or you wonder Mm -hmm. and and you're kind of constrained by your own fears. And actually, if you push those aside and you take one step forward, generally, you find that you can um, you can you can move forward from that. and then a second one was actually <laughs> came from a, an even more unusual source. Um, I was teaching a man briefly in Moscow who was actually one of the thieves by law, so sort of higher echelons of the criminal underworld who had some quite interesting thoughts to impart. But one of them... <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to I, hear this I, I one. Doubted, <laughs> I doubted a few of them, but this one I, I thought had, to, had some power. Um, and he said, look, you have to accept, just look at your strengths and play to them you know that puts you in your most powerful position if you if you are starting from a place where you have you know a good grounding a place where you're not just comfortable but you know we all have certain skills and Mm -hmm. if you recognize them and work with them then you can become the most powerful sort of or you know effective version of yourself and successful and actually we often spend a lot of time kind of pushing in different directions because we're trying to do something different or we're trying Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm 
you know, think outside the box, which is important, but I think it's also important to, um, to work with what you've got and to push from there. Graham Hetrick is our next guest, and Graham has been a coroner for over 32 years, and his episode is called I Speak for the Dead. He also has a show on Amazon, and his episode was so fascinating, we ended up splitting it into two episodes. Check out what he has to say. What is the best advice someone gave you? What is the best advice someone gave me? Mm-hmm. It, it'd have to be my father. It, that's probably why I landed back at Christianity, because he, he walked the walk. Mm. And he said, you know, be like Christ. Be mm. like Christ. And what does that mean to you? That means it's not a religion. It's a life. You know, we have eight, I, I, I don't know how many thousands of denominations we have, you know. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Nobody, nobody has all the answers because how can the finite understand the infinite? But, and when you ask all these other, Buddha was disappointed at the end of his, his journey because he still didn't have his answers. He even mm-hmm. admitted it. Buddha's sayings were written 400 years after his life. 400 years. Christianity in the Gospels, the earliest ones, are A.D. 70. Maybe 65. No, 65, yeah. Mm. So... (laughs) They're the most recent of all uh, historical figures. And then they're backed up by people like Taxitus and other, other outside writers. Jewish, he was a, a Jewish-Roman uh, historian. And he talks about crucifixion and the resurrection and all these things. Plus, there were over 300 statements that all these things would happen to a guy and to a to a territory called Israel and there's over 300 references today that have been fulfilled about this guy called Christ but yet there's this time span of 2000 years mm. so I look at that and I'm realizing that the book I'm reading was not written or influenced by somebody in our linear timeline mm-hmm. outside of it. There's a special Lat uh, Greek word, excuse me, for Christ's referring to Christ in eternity. And it's that when Christ looks at, excuse me, when God looks at us, when God looks at us, he doesn't see us now. He sees the very beginning of us, the very end of us. Mm -hmm. So everybody he picks that are these creeps when he meets them Mm -hmm. in in our line, timeline. I I mean, look at, 
Paul, who was called Saul, and he was he was just killing Christians, and he was arrogant, a short little nasty guy, you know, <laughs> and um, it's appropriate that God knocks him off a jackass, <laughs> and Christ says, and then Christ says, you know, Paul, why why are you persecuting me? Mm. And from there it changes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, All these people tells Abraham, you're going to have a kid, you're going to have all these things. Mm-hmm. And Abraham and his wife laugh at him, and then they don't do what he said anyways. They didn't coochie-coochie together. She says, take the maid. I'm too old. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do it the right way. But they had to come back to it because God said, no, that's what it's going to be. So mm-hmm. he thought he was too old. He wasn't because God's not working in your timeline, buddy. Yeah. You know? So when you look at all that, you start to realize nobody would write a book with all these failures. You got David looking to Bathsheba and saying, I got to have that, and mm-hmm. messing his life up. But Christ, or God, called him a man of his own heart. And it was because even though he couldn't, be faithful all the time when he was unfaithful he recognized it and repented greatly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that's what you see in the psalms all the time yeah it's that grace that mercy of yeah renewal. so i have to laugh at it sometimes and i say well i've been an idiot but i'm okay because they were too <laughs> <laughs> that's right by lesby's episode touched so many women that have reached out and messaged me thanking me for having this episode, and I'm not surprised as the episode is called Overcoming Trauma and Sexual Abuse. Take a listen to this priceless advice that she offers. What is the um, one advice, one of the best advice you've ever were given? There's so much. I mean, there is really so much, but just never give up on yourself. Never give up on yourself and find someone, find someone that you can be open and vulnerable and honest with and just pour your heart out to them. Just mm. never, but never give up on yourself. Yeah. Keep trying to, to, um, to, to better yourself yeah. in life and, and never, never give up. Mm. There, there's no reason. I mean, life is hard. Life is really, really hard. And I understand that today. Better than ever before. Life is so hard. I mean, when I was when I was going through my 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 junk, I didn't even realize then that life was hard. Can you believe that? <laughs> I didn't even know that. But today I see that life is really really hard, mm-hmm. and for many many people. Yeah. And and my heart hurts for those people. But I say, don't give up. Find someone. Find mm-hmm. something. Find somewhere that you can go where you can just be yourself, open up, be vulnerable, Mm. speak out the truth about who you are. Be truthful with yourself. Don't live the lie. Be truthful with yourself. I lived the lie for so many years, and I cannot do that anymore. Mm. It's freeing to be able to not live the lie. Oh, that's so beautiful. 
You so just good. be truthful with yourself. Did you know that almost one out of every 10 Americans, that's 38 million people who struggle with food insecurity, yet the United States wastes 40% of our food supply every year. That's why Midwest Food Bank PA exists to rescue good food that might otherwise go to waste and share that food free of charge with over 200 partner agencies who are feeding people in need throughout PA, New Jersey, and New York. Good food, free of charge, faith-based. That's Midwest Food Bank, Pennsylvania. For more information or to donate or volunteer, visit midwestfoodbank.org forward slash PA. Elizabeth Melendez Fisher Good, who's the founder of anti-human trafficking organization called The Foundation United, shares a piece of wisdom with us. What is the best advice someone gave you? You know what? The best advice is uh, water off a duck's back and um, don't let offense ever get in there. You know, we are walking in a world more and more of you watch division and you watch mm-hmm. accusation and anyone that is doing good, you are going to come against a spirit of accusation, division, all of the nonsense. Mm-hmm. And to just, you know, my husband will say, Heisman, give him the Heisman, you know, just keep on going, keep doing good. And learn to, like they say, water off a duck's back. Keep your eyes on Jesus and go. Mm. And last but not least advice comes from Allison Fallon from the episode called The Power of Writing It Down. This one is a keeper. Uh, What's the best advice someone gave you? Best advice I've ever received is respond to rejection by being more you, not less. Most of us shrink back when we receive rejection, but when you get rejection, respond by being more of who you really are. Mm, That's really good. That's a wrap of this episode. Thank you all for listening to the Ones Who Dare podcast. I really look forward to our guest lineup in 2023. It's truly an honor to bring these courageous and wonderful humans who share their stories with us and remind us that life is a journey and we can all overcome difficulty in our lives and live to become the best versions of ourselves. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Ones Who Dare podcast. It is an honor to share these encouraging stories with you. If you enjoy the show, I would love for you to tell your friends, leave us a review or rating, and subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts because this helps others discover the show. You can find me on my website, svetkapapa.com. Hold up. 